You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Grog's Nights, the Grog's Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. And I'm Jesse. Tonight, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about now two two of the three of us have seen Army of the Dead. I don't, Jesse, I don't think you have yet. I have not. Nope. Zack Snyder's latest masterpiece, his latest opus. Mm. Uh, also, I, uh, I watched uh, the 400th, uh, was it the 400th Honest trailer? thing it was about yeah. the dceu and <laughs> what he's what they said about zack snyder is that he uh he's the first person to ever make a full length feature trailer <laughs> right yes yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's something about like you know those cool shots and trailers four hours could of do that, that for four hours <laughs> <laughs> it's about true that yes that is actually a really good um at pinpoints kind of why I have beef with some of his movies. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. It's also his return to zombies after the generally like universally kind of appreciated Dawn of the Dead remake he did. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and uh, yeah. And then we're also going to talk about, there's been some trailers. Uh, we actually got a proper Eternals trailer. Uh, the Shyamalan is back. It's a Shyamalan. It's a wait. It's a Shyamalan, and I can't do it. I was trying to combine him, his name with a phenomenon. Phenomenon. Oh. It's a Sham Shyamalamana. That's <laughs> yeah. Shyamalamana. Da, 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 da. Shyamalamana. <laughs> uh, so he's got a new movie coming up. So uh, you know, that's gonna be fun. So we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Paul. Puzzle's ready to get freaky. Good. It's not Friday. Freaky Freaky Thursday doesn't work as well. No, but you're less likely to get sued by Disney. That's true. I can't believe... What was that movie, Melanie? Hmm. I can't believe they were actually going to call it Freaky... Freaky oh, Friday it, the 13th? Yeah, it was just freaky. They were actually going to yeah. call it Freaky Friday the 13th, oh. which is so funny. Oh, no. It would have uh, been... Yeah, it was, it's a perfect description of it, though. It is. You know exactly what you're getting. Yeah. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> uh, Tweaky Thursday. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Be- uh, oh, what? Sorry. Thirsty Thursday. Yeah. That's, you know, and then Savannah that's hits a classic that right too. there. Yep. Um, well. So that's what's, yeah. Otherwise, you know what? Honestly, we, uh, approaching tonight, I was like, we don't need a topic. We don't need a topic. Who needs a topic? Not these guys and gal. Nope. 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 Cause if you we really talk- Sorry, I was gonna say we can talk about a commercial for like three hours if we if we put our minds to it. We probably will. It's called <laughs> Old. It's by Shyamalan. <laughs> also how I feel on a daily basis. <laughs> Whoa. Savannah watched Citizen Kane. Oh my gosh! What'd Me you th- too. What'd Sorry. You th- what'd you think of it? I'm a little surprised. It's 
Savannah watched it. Yeah. But you know, maybe it just like slipped on and amongst her like various, I'm sh- I'm sure thrilling documentaries that she watches all day and just mm-hmm. like she didn't notice. It actually no, does she- kind of, kind of have a documentary style now that I think about it. Yeah. And she she likes old stuff sometimes. Ah. Uh like I love Lucy, she's all about that. Um but uh we still never watched the movie that is the reason I watched Citizen Kane. Uh, so that we could watch that other movie we still haven't watched yet. Mank, yeah. Well, you know, it's probably better than Mank. <laughs> we'll get yeah, to well, it. It was supposedly the best movie ever for a long time. <sighs> I mean, yeah, and that's definitely debatable. Savannah says, it was definitely interesting. I searched it out because I had never watched it. Or I hadn't ever, well, whatever, semantics. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's why a lot of people for the past 40, year, 50, 60 years <laughs> yeah. uh, have watched it just because they hadn't and it's supposed to be great. Um, right. But I feel like, man, it's maybe less so now because it's not necessarily considered the single greatest film of all time, but yeah, that's, that's kind of fiction, a high... Right? What's that? <laughs> Isn't that Pulp Fiction? <laughs> I mean... Pretty much the single sure. greatest movie of all time. Sure. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty... Axton like, would say it's Fight Club. Fight Club is the single greatest to Axton. I've seen... I don't know. But. I've seen Fight Club many times. It's pretty mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. It's pretty great. I don't know about the oh. single greatest. Speaking speaking of great, Savannah says she's going to watch uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey tomorrow. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Not necessarily the single greatest movie of all time, but it's definitely got the longest, weird, weird, trippy scene of any movie ever made. <laughs> it's a movie. I, I like, man. <laughs> Kubrick has to go pretty far before I'm like, tone it down, dude. That's a little, that's a little adult. That's a little overindulgent, I think. Right. Okay. That's a little much. Like, it's great. It's pretty cool. Uh, You know. Maybe take something to supplement the last 30 minutes of the movie or something. <laughs> That'll definitely help appre- <laughs> you appreciate it. Because cause yeah. when it starts getting trippy, that goes for a long time. Way yeah. longer than you think it would. It's like, it, you know, that's, that's what it's supposed to be emulating. Though. You're like, has it been three years or five minutes? I don't know. I definitely appreciate the the commitment. And I appreciate the idea... <laughs> And I appreciate the idea of like, it's an experience movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it, it makes it more difficult to go back to, to and revisit uh, very often, though. Mm-hmm. I like the way that they did it, too, because didn't they have like, I don't know how many, like tons of hours uh, that they did, uh, like slowly filming across some like weird stained glass or something? Yeah, the way they did the visual effects in that movie, I mean, other than the kind of groundbreaking, mind-blowing space stuff, just the, like, crazy trip-out stuff that happens, yeah, that stuff is wild. It's pretty interesting to watch them film, like, this, I don't remember the name of the guy, but they had, uh, you know, this guy filmed basically a bunch of things that Christopher Nolan kind of recreated in a way for interstellar but just like yeah filming these crazy 
uh, glass and lights, and it's very wild. Mm-hmm. Just remember, they didn't computers couldn't <laughs> computers didn't do movie stuff at that point, so it's pretty impressive. So they just effects. ran like ran a camera along it super slow for like forty hours or something. Yeah, around like uh, yeah, across lights and stuff. Yeah, this makes me think like. What is the most rewatchable Kubrick movie of all time? Is it is it The Shining? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. like you can't just sit down and watch A Clockwork Orange on repeat. I've only ever watched it shouldn't. once, to be honest. No, you should, yeah, I was gonna say it, it. I don't think that'd be good for you, but I you do like A Clockwork Orange. But yeah, no. Now that I think about it, it's actually pretty easy for Kubrick to push me to the point where I'm like, whoa, 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 dude, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like thinking about it, it's like, huh. Rewatchability, like most of these movies, uh, I need a break. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you haven't seen a clockwork. How did oh, you? How Savannah. I don't know how Savannah hasn't seen it. Yeah, just start. There's a suggestion right there. See that? Just start Once. running through Kubrick's like most well-known movies, and you'll mm-hmm. hit several iconic movies right there. Yeah. Full, Paul says Full Metal Jacket. You can watch over and mm-hmm. over. I've not. I've known people that can. I don't. Uh, I've I've definitely seen the first half way more times than I've seen the entire thing, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. See, The I, Shining has that like element of uh, fantasy, or you know, like so that I can I can escape into that. But Full Metal Jacket is way too real, even the right. trippy stuff. I apparently made Savannah watch that when she was twelve, which is a kind of thing that I would do. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's it is it's a great movie, um, and and yeah, especially the first half, which kind of sucks for a movie when you're like the first half of the movie is great, the second half is kind of, um, but I am in a world of Grolix. <laughs> yep. Well, and it's uh, not that the second half's bad; it's just it, not as the, impactful. In the first half, yeah, there's real stuff, but the second half's like, oh no, we're actually gonna go into the war. Okay. Yeah. Right. I liked the weird humor of the ridiculous uh, drill sergeant and, you know, kind of the drama of that situation. It's fine. It's real, but it's also kind of like separated. But then like, then let's go to war. <laughs> it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. My 12-year-old mind was depressingly blown. Yep. Um, Paul had mentioned the Rocketeer. I don't know that that. I'd say it's iconic, but it is actually one I've kind of been meaning to revisit because I've heard lots of people say, you know what? That's actually a good movie. That's kind of underrated now. It's the same guy that did uh, the first Captain America movie, too. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Savannah. pieces that guy, I guess. Warriors, come out and play. Yay. She wants to watch The Warriors. The, the Warriors. It's a weird one. Yeah. It's fun. Mm-hmm. The Warriors is probably the most fun other of. <laughs> if you can dig it. Uh, I think we already watched the most fun movies when we were young because, you know, we could. Uh, so, like, you know, I loved Labyrinth and uh, all, like, all the kid ones that were great. I loved all those. And we saw all those. So. We're, we're fine. I will say just to chime in on what Jesse was talking about a moment ago. Yeah, I would agree. I think The Shining, most watchable Kubrick, rewatchable Kubrick. 
And uh, part of that, because it's still got the Kubrick heaviness and stuff, but part of it is it's still a horror movie and right. has, even though it's it's a bit more psychological than some horror movies, it still has like the horror movie popcorn thing going on. Like, let's eat some popcorn, watch a horror movie. The Shining is heavy, but it's not so heavy as, it, it's not like hereditary maybe i wouldn't feel that way about you know sure it's a horror movie but that's not like yeah popcorn hereditary oh god (laughs) right but uh yeah i don't know i yeah i agree i wouldn't eat popcorn at hereditary i wouldn't eat popcorn at anything i know but what i mean is like a fun popcorn flick as they say you know we did not eat popcorn at the passion of the christ felt a little oh, weird i've never seen that one actually i, I haven't either actually it's, speaking of horror movies i've heard it's it's a <laughs> i've heard it it's pretty much intense. just a horror movie it's like a torture porn for yeah a little you, bit for jesus for christians <laughs> yeah i don't i don't think i've seen the last tempta- temptation of christ either which i haven't right. seen that either right yeah i'm curious as to what that is is i know it's you can't make a movie about Jesus without it being controversial. Right. Savannah says she has no interest in watching Passion of the Christ. Yeah, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. You know, plus, I'm not going to get into that. As I said, plus, you know, Mel Gibson directed that thing and he said some stuff. He did. Mm-hmm. He really uh, did. But he was also Mad Max. I'm not going to stop watching Mad Max. Also, iconic movie Savannah, Mad Max, Fury Road. <laughs> well, yeah. But okay, she- Road Warrior, the sec- second, all of them. Just watch them all. Just watch them all. The third one's so... The th- actually, Savannah would probably like the third one most if she hasn't seen it already. But it's yeah. the worst. Apocalypto was great. Yeah. Apocalypto was all right. It's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Not something I would want to watch every day either, but yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah Let's move. Well, she no i yeah yeah for sure i'm sure there's a million other iconic movies uh mm-hmm. you know uh, basically go to go to grolicspodcast.com click on the show page for gcu the grolic cinematic universe and mm-hmm. any movie we watched on there that's older than like 1990 is probably an iconic movie that you should watch mm-hmm. like big yeah oh yeah. She must has to have seen Big. <laughs> Big actually. Just try, I was just trying to throw out a GCU movie that was like, hmm. Big actually hold. It's one of those '80s movies as well that holds up in it, it for the most part and doesn't fall prey to the like. It's the '80s. Sex crime is comedy, so you know. <laughs> but I mean, it is kind a of a sex bit, crime. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit because of his relationship with this woman. That's that's weird. But you know what? Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily her fault. Yeah. She's like, well, he looks like an adult, right? <laughs> he might act like a child, but. Yeah. Uh... If she discounted, if she discounted every, you know, uh, man she came across to act like a child, she'd lose a lot of her p- a dating pool, I'm sure. But she we works with, for like a toy company. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. They're all weirdos. <laughs> They're all sex weirdos. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Speaking of, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> what is happening nice segue, to this show? <laughs> that is actually a legitimate Thirsty segue. Thursday, indeed. That is actually a legitimate segue because I heard some stuff I didn't know about about Army of the Dead. Oh, Savannah has seen big. Savannah, man, you just want to get us on a tangent about iconic movies. That's a rabbit hole we won't crawl oh, out yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. You need to watch Robin Williams in Toys. I've honestly I've never it. watched Toys. It's I have cool. seen it. It's a weird one. It's not like his mm-hmm. best ever, but it's kind of a. It's definitely one of the fun ones because yeah, yeah. It's got a little a little cool J in it, man. Come on, it does. Yeah, he's pretty funny in it. Is he his is. hat like a shark fin? <laughs> no, but no. He turned his entire body into a couch. Spoilers. <laughs> oh. Yep. LL Comfy J. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what is the show even? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, it's got Joan C- Cusack. Yeah, you guys love. Yeah. You girl, oh, yeah. you ladies love her. Of course. And she do. she's great. I have no beef with her. Mm-hmm. Solid quirk. So anyway, we were talking uh, about sex offenders, right? Yes. Uh, oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Army of the Dead, and I guess this is our like our feature topic, but it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's also like our recent watching because I feel we haven't really been watching much. No. But if we are gonna talk about Army of the Dead, that means you know what time it is. Yes, yes, Snyder Watch. I didn't even know this was happening. (laughs) (laughs) Paul says he actually looked forward to the Snyder Watch. I thought you might, Paul, and that is a reason. That's why I have not logged it on Letterboxd yet, because I know you complain because it tweets my reviews and you it's a spoiler for you. What is that called? It's the syndrome where like, like, uh, this is Stockholm. Have we Stockholmed him? (laughs) Yeah, I think, yeah. I think I think Zack Snyder stockholmed stockholmed us all, stockholmed our hearts. <laughs> That's not a good thing, is it? No, it's not. Uh, okay, so l- let me pull up some pictures and info about this thing. Everybody knows what it's what it is, but sorry for the typing sounds. Well, while you're doing that, uh. I think it's interesting that Patty Hearst um, was in a couple of movies and in one of them, she got in a fight with a, one of the other actors and they're like, she really knows how to take a punch. And then uh, um, I just found it kind of funny being as she did have Stockholm syndrome from, you know, be, being abducted or whatever. Uh, and I, I think it's nice that people can continue on with their lives and, and um, you know, make right. funny movies. Right. It's very true. And be in John Waters movies. Yes. Imagine Army of the Dead if John Waters had directed it. Do you think it'd be better? I think it'd definitely be better. It would John be Waters better. in a Vegas setting? Zombies? I don't know why he didn't just move to Vegas, really. He seems... I, he's never made anything about Vegas, has he? Maybe Vegas is like too mainstream camp for John Waters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. No, it's okay. 
Uh, Army of the Dead. This is new movie by Zach directed. He did he get a he gets a partial screenplay. He shares screenplay credit with uh, Shay Hatton and Joby Harold. So he actually did have a hand in writing. He's credited for the story of this. Um, and of course, director. But uh, overview. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. <laughs> when, it, when we first... like. Because this flew under my radar, and I'll, I'll explain the like the sex weirdo connection in a moment, because that's a whole story I don't I'd never even seen. But uh, when I first heard about this, I was like, "But why though? Like, mm-hmm. it's a zombie movie, so I'm assuming zombie apocalypse. Why do you need to? Why is there a bank heist? Um, and I feel like it's not necessarily spoilers to get a little bit into that." bit i'll avoid just general spoilers but like the overall spoilers um Mm -hmm. but it's not like zombie apocalypse it's pretty much contained to las vegas there was like an outbreak there they walled off the city and it's just like the zombies own that now Mm -hmm. so there's the setup and i was like that's honestly it's not terrible it's cheesy of course but you know whatever you kind of know that's what you're getting into with this movie Mm -hmm. right let me pull up a let me do a little screen share here. Um, yeah, of course, there's good zombie makeup. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Dave Bautista is our main character, I guess, kind of, sort of. I mean, technically he is, but also, like, he's the most non-character out of all of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, Melanie. Mm-hmm. What did you think of this? Um, It was fun to watch um uh, i if i wanted to like take it somewhat seriously i could have torn it apart a million jillion different ways like you know how it, everybody was very upset at that last indiana jones movie because he um hid in a wait was that that one when he hid in a refrigerator from a nu- nuclear blast because if whatever that movie was and they hated it this makes that look like brilliant um so there's that but but it's made i mean it's it's kind of made to be stupid fun so you you know in and when you look at it like that it's not necessarily as bad um yeah the main character wasn't much of a main character i think we spent less time with him than we did with every other person in the cast um and that's fine too whatever it, it, it doesn't matter um the the most enjoyable people probably were the uh the safe cracker guy and um, the guy with the big weird saw thing. Uh, and then, and their, you know, blossoming friendship. That whole thing was, was the best part of the whole movie, but um, it, it's kind of forgettable actually, but you know, while you're watching it, you can laugh and maybe be like, Hmm, that's interesting a couple times. So, you know, but it's a zombie movie and they're all zombie movies are worth a watch really because you know, there's all of them. If they're not about baby cows or vagina aliens, then yes. <laughs> Zombie. And yes, cow I fetus. have seen, we have seen movies that they combined those things. So, <laughs> uh, Paul says he wanted a Don callback where someone was sh- shooting lookalikes. Now, I mean, this is not like a sequel 
to Dawn of the Dead, like because that would then get into uh, you licensing issue, licensing licensing stuff. So it's mm-hmm. not like a it's not a sequel to Dawn of the Dead, or it could be. Maybe it's like a backdoor pilot. It's like a backdoor prequel or something. Who knows? Uh, but I it kind of yeah, seems I, like its own thing. I think. Yeah, it is. Well, mm-hmm. until the full. The Dawn of or Army of the Dead cinematic universe rolls out because he's already because there's already like comic books planned and there's uh, animated Netflix shows because this is a deal with Netflix. I got to tell you about the uh, the spin off, well not spin off, but the cameo or or I guess it'd be a marketing stunt. I don't know what it was. Suffice it to say, it's the it's already being hailed as the worst thing in professional wrestling. They tied in uh, this movie with a match at the last WWE pay per view, where they it, they had a lumberjack match, but a, but all the lumberjacks around the uh, the ring were zombies, and then at the end, the guy that lost was then devoured by zombies. What? And it and is it yeah, like uh, it's being it was, reported on. I can't remember. I think it was like the New York New York Post, maybe. I don't know. Somebody reported it as the worst thing WWE has ever done. Really? Yeah. Really? They've, they've done some pretty bad stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's certifiably so- dumb. But th- this apparently was the dumbest. Huh. <laughs> well, thanks, Dave Batista, for being an actor and a pro wrestler. <laughs> you, you did this. With your adorable yeah, tiny you little glasses on your big weird head. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so I went into this with an open mind because I was like, you know, we just we hate on Zack Snyder, and I'm not. I don't want to. Generally, I don't. I mean, we have fun, I guess, with his movies. I should say, and so you know, I don't. I'm not going to go into anything looking to tear it apart. So open mind, and for the most part, yeah, it's not. The aspect of it that really works is that it you know what you're getting into. It's it doesn't it's not trying to be poetic or serious. Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't have you know Superman uh, getting talked talk, talk to by a priest about Jesus and then like doing the the pose and sp- like it's not none of that. It's it's Las Vegas bank heist zombies. There you go, and mm-hmm. so very appropriate. I was like, yes, I can take, I can take some Zack Snyder cheese in the right context because he always, he always aims for overly serious, but at the same time, like hammy and cheesecake and, uh, you know, it it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Ham cheesecake. Ew. But Paul says, fair warning. I love this movie. I will fight people. Um, Oh, so we should start tearing it apart. Right, I haven't oh, seen this movie, so it's clearly dumb. <laughs> we'll get oh, we, Paul, <laughs> we'll get there. No, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't hate it. I honestly, I didn't hate it. It's this the the concept is fun. The characters. So Melanie mentioned like two of the more interesting characters is this guy, who I remember when we talked about like the first trailer. Melanie's like. There's this guy with a bat and like suspenders or something. It just looks stupid. It looks like whatever. And a video I agree. game character, I thought. Yeah. He, he, what's that? He looked like a video game character to me. Right. 
And he is an over-the-top character, and he is the type mm-hmm. of character that is usually the worst. Mm-hmm. He's actually not bad. He's yeah. not bad. They don't push him to the point where he becomes unlikable. Um, and again, like the context, the rest of, he's not out of place. The rest of the movie is, even though, you know, maybe he's doing, they're doing some serious stuff. It's not, it doesn't feel out of place because the rest of the movie is kind of goofy too. So it's fine. Um, and then he is just like Mr. Cool. <laughs> it's not a big deal, but one of my gripes is like, this movie is so predictable because mm-hmm. he, as soon as he meets him, doesn't like him and has beef. I'm like, they're going to be friends. <laughs> And they're, they're going to totally be friends, be friends. Yeah. until the end because they're going to be together when things go down for them. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into spoilers, but yeah, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. <laughs> this movie is so predictable, which is fine. Interestingly, mm-hmm. and I'd, I hadn't made this connection. You want to know part of the reason why it's so predictable? Uh, mm-hmm. And the Red Letter Media did a review of this, uh, the, half in the bag on this just recently and pointed this out it's because we've already seen it it's called aliens look (laughs) look at that like it's it's it is so much of an homage to aliens that it's almost questionable i wouldn't have considered it an aliens because i mean they might be trying to homage but it's not anywhere near where aliens is at did i say it was anywhere near i'm just saying (laughs) <laughs> Anything Wait. that tr- tries to be aliens isn't going to be aliens. But there are. But if you want to try on some tropes, a zombie movie is the perfect place to do it. That's true. And it's fine to do that. It's 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 totally fine. But like, watch the if you if you don't first off if you don't watch watch Red Letter Media, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go watch it. They point out a bunch of the similarities, um, right down to her character, just everything about her. Um, this guy is like the tag along Paul Reiser who's working for the people that sent them there. And surely he's not up to anything suspicious, which mm-hmm. uh, th- they lift lines of dialogue, which is fine. They can homage stuff, but it would have been better if um, he seemed like a nod to Shaun of the dead. No, uh, the suspenders guy. That's yeah. an old comment. Sorry. Yeah. Really? Well, I mean, he's foreign. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you're with that. He's German. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's no Germans in Shaun of the Dead. Um, thank you, poster designers, by the way. This is going to make, where'd it go? A very nice episode cover. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that color scheme is right up my, right up my alley, man. Okay. Right, yeah. That is the Grolics colors. The rep in the Grolics colors. Of course, we just took like, you know. We basically took printer colors like cyan, <laughs> magenta. It's exactly what I did, yeah. Um, anyway, so it would have been, I think the movie would have been a lot better because there are elements of it that are so like, you just see it coming. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, I'm sure it's kind of intentional. It's like, I mean, that's what you do in these kind of movies. Like, this guy makes a comment about this monster, specifically about this monster he sees. I wonder what monster is going to kill him later. That yeah. type of thing, you know. Um, it would have been better if it would have set those things up. And then s- at least a few of them su- uh, uh, s- subverted, mm-hmm. you know, flipped it around just to do some surprises. I, I don't know. The, the thing that I was kind of surprised about was the 
the most bad butt person, in my opinion, in the whole movie was the first person who died in their group. And that person supposedly had never fought a zombie before. And they fought way hard and went out kind of crappy, too, for the for how how far they got, you know, in that whole situation. Um, so if I had to pick like a hero out of that whole group, it'd probably be that person, the first person that dies out of all of them. Right, right. Spoilers: One of them dies. That that was zombie most, movie. <laughs> that was what? definitely one of the most. It also does that classic. Hey, Dustin, what's going on? He said, "I just got to the theater to see a Quiet Place too, but just want to say, Army of Dead kind of sucked." That's what Dustin says. That's I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking. We needed to watch a Quiet Place too. We are going to watch a Quiet Place too. We need to watch a Quiet Place. We've still never seen it, and this weekend, I don't want to derail us. We're going to the drive-in, and we're going to see A Quiet yep. Place 2 and Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, really? Paul, you're, you're... Okay, first off, Paul. Paul's... He, he, about, about the Shaun of the Dead is not because he's foreign, just that whole everyman zombie fighter as opposed to a militant. That's such a stretch to go... Shaun of the Dead! Or, you know... Every other movie, zombie movie that doesn't have military in it, which there aren't tons, but there are some, that's a stretch. The daughter is his favorite and most relatable. Everything, my, my big beef with this is he's supposed to be like our main character. Mm-hmm. She is his kind of character development, maybe. Mm-hmm. She spews some stuff literally Nope, can't get into spoilers. She spews some stuff out of nowhere that's supposed to give like emotional weight to things. Literally, like, you don't. <sighs> I'm going to get into slight spoilers. Out of nowhere, she's like, t- starts telling him, like, why weren't we ever the thing and blah, blah, blah. We could have, like, I was just waiting on you. We could have been doing a thing, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. Um, out of nowhere, most of the way through the movie. This is not a thing that, as far as I could tell, was established. And then in that very same scene. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a big spoiler because whatever. But that's a good example of like when it tries to do movie stuff, do plot stuff, do character stuff. Mm-hmm. It is the laziest, mm-hmm. laziest stuff to where I'm just like, just don't. We don't yeah. need it. We don't need two scenes. Oh, sorry. Maybe three scenes with our supposed main character trying to connect with people in his life when the rest of the movie couldn't be interested to that. You're just like, Oh yeah. uh, Shoehorn this in, in the laziest way Mm -hmm. possible. And it really has no effect on anything else happening before or after it. Just don't do it, man. You don't need it. Okay. You don't need it. It's just dumb. Yeah. I wish. Go ahead. And I mean, I I don't know if he just, didn't want to be in the movie much or whatever, but he, he was, he was the least like, or not necessarily likable, but he gave the least to the movie, the main, the supposed main character. So I don't understand why you want to focus on that. Just let the, let the cast just all be individuals and have their quirks or whatever. And don't try to like, yeah, force him to be this weird, like I'm funny and lovable. Maybe if I, you know, could yeah, so a joke. I don't think Dave Batista's bad in this. He has an interesting and part of it is those glasses. Let's just take a look at let's take a look at him again. 
<laughs> we got to take a look at it, those glasses. He needs. They need to make special bigger frames for his for his face. Anyway, they really should. But he does have a little behind the head strap like a little kid does. And that's cute. <laughs> Paul, that's why I like the daughter. She had one goal and was super determined to see it through. And it was a good goal. It, it was stupid. Everything it, it about was, what she did was stupid. And she it, yeah. was going to get everyone killed. <laughs> the, the few people that could have lived, you know. I'm sorry. Nothing she did worked for anyone else's benefit. In no, the I don't slightest. know what you guys are talking about. Yeah. In the slightest. If you've seen this the movie, you do. You, you would. It, people mm-hmm. have seen it. They know. I'm trying to not. Nothing worked out for. She did nothing but bring pain and death. <laughs> she, wow. And, and and no, she it's true. So. So. <laughs> uh, I, I, but did, I was, but um, did she meet her goal? <laughs> uh, it depends on what her goal was. I don't think she did. No. No. No, I mean technically I mean, she, she did, and then like she, after she that, found it's what like, she oh. was looking for, but but I, she wasn't just looking for it. She had a, an objective with it, and that never was accomplished. I I thought what they were doing with her, and there's another lady with her at the beginning, um, with this like camp quarantine zone camp thing set up, mm-hmm. was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, um, but then. <sighs> As soon as she, she's another thing where it's like, oh, wait, she's the daughter of Dave Batista who happens to also be like putting a gang together. Okay. Oh, oh, they don't get along. She's going. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she's like, oh, I'm going whether you like it or not. I'm like, yeah, we know. You're also going to be a problem. <laughs> and she was. Uh, she was fine until they're just like, oh, no, she's like a dumb character. She's trying to do good, but. It's going to be a pain. Um, you can't do good in the zombie comp- apocalypse. That is dumb. The Never zombie works make- out. Zombie makeup was pretty cool. I liked it. It mm-hmm. okay. Again, we're not all going to, we're not going to just crap on this movie or I'm not because it did interesting things. It, it, I don't know how much sense it makes, but it did, you know, think like the Romero zombie series were kind of setting up smart zombies. This isn't like extending on that. This is just like another take on smart zombies. Like there's a hierarchy when they say army of the dead, it's an army of the dead. There's a rank and file apparently. Um, Mm -hmm. And also a weird, there's some weird stuff that it alludes to that doesn't finish fill that they don't really fully elaborate on. But then again, yeah, it's, he's crafting his own universe with this because everything's got to be one. So right. I'm sure we'll get, we'll find out more about it. Or maybe not. I mean, maybe he's just going to be like, here, let's make a trailer for some movies that aren't going to happen. Well, you should probably not put spoilery comments in the comments that people can't really avoid if they're scrolling through. Um, okay. Anyway, the care, the characters, that's the thing though. That's the thing. There are, the other the the side characters that they're usually mm-hmm. like the disposable dumb characters in most movies are the ones that I liked. They're the uh-huh. ones I enjoyed. Oh, I just realized this this must be an old picture. Why? Because Who's that? Yeah, exactly. He's not in it. <laughs> he got canceled, so he's not in it. Um oh. and I'll get to that in a moment. Oh, is that the is that the uh, he's, he's the pilot. They replaced him uh-huh. with her. And which is super interesting, but I was going to say the main characters, 
that have any kind of where to go. The main characters that have any are supposed to have any like emotional weight. They actually are kind of supposed to be important to the plot are the least interesting. And all mm-hmm. these like it's a little bit, they're cheesy, a little over the top comic booky type characters uh, are the best ones. They're the most interesting. They actually mm-hmm. have personality and everybody else was just kind of bland. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's it's a weird decision to go that way. Mm hmm. And they, they made the, they made the main character pretty stupid too, like with with his relationship stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff when you're like, really that that's all that it is. It's just he's a moron about it. Yeah, he's um, not. That's kind of disappointing. He's not proactive. People just come and tell him emotional stuff, and he's just like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> I thought this. I didn't know. And then somebody else yeah. just comes and tells him emotional stuff, and he's like, oh, I, I had no idea. It's like, dude, yeah, you're just sleepwalking through your life, man. You don't, like, it's basically him with women having emotional stuff at him and him just being like. <laughs> that, that's, that is basically the movie. Yeah. And then there's zombies, too. So he played Drax again. <laughs> yeah. Kind Drax of. has more personality. Oh, I, I had said, though, I, I, I like him and his the way he plays it. I don't dislike. It's just his. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's not given enough like personality. But he has this weird, almost like insecure, bashful just way about him. And maybe it's his face. Maybe it's those glasses on his face. It's probably the glasses. But it's just so interesting to see that kind of like quality in this big, ripped, beefy dude. I kind of like that juxtaposition. That said, like Snyder loves him some muscle, man. He can't help it. He just loves it. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with it. But he he loves putting muscly dudes in his movies. He made 300, and the muscles weren't enough, so he CGI'd muscles on top of their real muscles. He loves muscles, okay? And the zombies are pretty muscular, too, which I is one of the things I do like about this movie because zombies are, I mean, are scary, I guess, anyway, because they're dead and, and on whatnot. But, you know, depending on the type of zombie movie you're watching, they're not really much of a threat a lot of the time. Um and so when they are, I, those are, I mean, this isn't really a scary movie, I would say, but when you have a zombie, that's more of a threat, it makes it more like, uh, you know, makes you more anxious and more, it's a more of a thriller. Right. But yeah, I was trying to find her. Tig Nataro. Oh, and I wanted to comment. Paul said, it's a great blood f- fest. The wall death at the beginning blew my mind. I didn't think, uh, Zach's. I didn't think Snyder would go there. It is gory. It's got, I mean, mm-hmm. it's usually like CG gore, but it's got some pretty hardcore gore in it. Which, they got some anim- animatronic gore in there too. That's true. That's true. And which is good. Like it's a zombie movie. It's nice to see a zombie movie embrace. Just like, we're just going to be fun and gore. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what it is. So I like that about it. So this Tig, uh, she, she, she's the new, um, pilot in this yeah okay so uh i don't i honestly don't know and the story had flown past us i'm a little surprised we, i'm not totally surprised i guess uh but basically the guy who had been cast where was he this guy mm-hmm. is also like a comedian guy and stuff come out about him i don't know what because those we usually don't cover those stories um and also, anytime I've seen anything about Army of the Dead, I was like, I don't care about whatever. Well, who's that? Zack Snyder? No, nah, I don't care. <laughs> Until this last year. And then, you know, I 
pull it all in. But so I didn't know anything about this, but he, I, it, I think they had filmed it. They had filmed all his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stuff came out about him. And so they're like, we got to get him out of there. So mm-hmm. then they replaced him with another comedian who's, uh, I know the name. She's heard great. The- she's yeah. great. She's in Star say- Trek Discovery and she plays, like, she's got an acerbic wit and she just delivers it dry and it's awesome. That kind of seems like her thing. Yeah, I, I've heard her name a million times. I've, I mean, I've seen, what, she was in the office. Like, I, I Does don't, she weld? I, no? I don't. I don't know if she will. She should be a welder. She's an engineer in in Star Trek, so she is like. She has that. She has that same like you're talking about though. That she definitely has that same like attitude. That's kind of her thing, I think. Mm -hmm. Why just because her name is Tig? (laughs) Is that a welding thing? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's a very niche joke for our welding audience. I I don't know. Welcome welders. (laughs) Um, it's it's fine. I'm just I was just. I was running with it and making it more of a joke. Um, yeah, so they, she filmed all of her stuff. Uh, like, I think at one point she was asked about uh, Dave Bautista. She's like, I don't know. I never met him. Because she filmed all of her stuff after. They filmed her on green screen. And in at the time, uh, like the Red Letter Media guys said it stuck out to them. But I think they knew about it. I didn't know. It didn't, I didn't notice at all. I guess thinking back on it. I guess there are a lot of shots where it's just her, but they they filmed her, you know, green screen and then like matched up the footage and kind of put her in there. But there are also times uh <laughs> Savannah loves a welder. Uh there are also times when they digitally composited her, her composited her over the other guy because there are footage with where she's with them and it didn't stick out to me at all. It was pretty well done because i had no clue not you know not go ahead it's helpful that they're all in like uh military outfits and vests and stuff with carrying things that that should make it a lot easier i would think to to just swap them out because they're all kind of wearing the same outfit right and it looked like there were parts where they did like have to do some put the face Let's put her face on whoever was there, you know, maybe change up a couple things, but they had to digitally, you know, overlay her on the person in the shot in the background. Because, yeah, there are shots where she's there with all of them. So it's super fascinating to me that she's like, I've never met. I don't know. I didn't meet them. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, that was pretty well done. I was surprised to hear about it. But also, if there were a character that they had to do that with she does get put off by herself a large part of the movie. So maybe that's not how it was originally, but it makes sense. I did think it was, I guess a little weird that like we just cut to her and she's like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Oh, well, yes, everyone else has got to like deal with zombies. And she's just like waiting. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe it's a little more obvious, but no, I mean, if there was going to be a character that they had to refilm, that was the perfect character for it to be right. For sure. Okay, uh, what was the other thing? Um, uh, that's pretty much all I... I don't have much to say more about the movie. It's not bad. It's not bad. The, the, the ending is dumb. I was like, oh, gosh. But it's fun. It's fun enough that I would say, yeah, give it a watch. It, give it a watch. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I'll say. 
do I go uh, three? Three stars? I, I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know that I can go three and a half. Don't Maybe. go three and a half. Don't. Three's okay. a solid no. movie. Yeah, three. Three's, three is as much as this movie deserves. I'm sorry. I mean, I, it's it's good enough, but just <laughs> enough. You know, it's not so. <laughs> last time, did you give Mortal Kombat three and a half? So where's the fall comparatively? Um, I don't think I would say <sighs> entertainment value. This might be slightly more entertaining, but it but like it in terms of like a good movie, it's actually worse, which is, you know, kind of crazy. But Mortal Kombat at least has, you know, uh, you know, some kind of a history or something. I don't know. This is kind of all feels slapped together a little bit. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I, I definitely think that this might be more fun. Like, I might be more inclined to watch this again over, you know, before, like, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I will say they only had the one character that was fun. This one has, like, two or three characters that are kind of fun. Um, so this one, yeah, it's a little more enjoyable, but. I'm still going to go three. Paul says three. Okay. Paul, <laughs> is that for 3.5 for you or is that you recommend a 3.5? <laughs> He's I'm, voting for your vote. Wait. I'm gonna go three, but it's not terrible. Um, there, there was some fun. There's just little things like the one. Okay, so the one guy, where's he at? I know this doesn't good, do any good for the audio listener. Sorry, but the the guy who initially didn't like the safe cracker, who you're like, oh, he doesn't like him specifically for some reason. They're gonna be friends. Um, once you kind of get more of his personality it's pretty late into the movie. And I was like, Oh, why wasn't he cool like that more? Like I I kind of want more of this guy now. Um, but so, you know, it's a little things like that. Give more of the better stuff and none of the bland attempt at drama is that you don't even you don't, need it. Mm-hmm. You know what the best part of this movie was though? It, uh, spoiler. They have a, they have a zombie tiger. It's yes. pretty freaking awesome. They do have yeah. a zombie tiger. Zombie tiger. They should have led with that. I know, right? Forget Army of the Dead. Zombie tiger. <laughs> Just zombie tiger. Zombie tiger king. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Or 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 go with zombie stripes. Mm-hmm. There is like a zombie right. king of sorts. I'm telling military you, military thing. thing it's a double meaning. You know, mm-hmm. your stripes, and you can't change it, the tiger's stripes. That's that's a metaphor. No, it's gotta it's gotta be more. It's gotta sound more basic though. Zombie strike Drax force can't change his stripes either. Like he's just Drax. (laughs) Just Drax. Yeah, it would have been infinitely more entertaining if he was playing that character in this. That would Mm -hmm. someone should have thrown something over his head like right away. Like that would have been a funny Easter egg right there. you make it sound like he's a Dalek, like you just throw a blanket over it and then you can get away because he can't see you. <laughs> Why is it so dark in here? Uh, I will say Tignataro's character, her, the introduction to her is great. I, it is. Her attitude is amazing. Uh, it's not a spoiler because it's like when she first comes to the movie, but they come up and they're like, hey, so we got a job. She's like, okay, how much is it? And he, how much is a page? And he's like, uh, like two, $2 million dollars. And she's like, $2 million. 
for one day. And he's like, yeah. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm in. And they're like, uh, do you want to know anything about the job? Do you want to know how dangerous it is? Dangerous it is? And she's like, no, why would I want to know that? $2 million? That's a life-changing amount of money for me. I'm in. And then she just like yeah. walks off. It's so good. It's just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's totally her attitude. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. That was... We spent more time on that than I expected, but that's not bad. Good. Give the people what Paul wants. <laughs> I do need to log this now, though. Army of the Dead. It really is like, I was like, okay, Army of the Dead. And then you, the first zombie you see, and I go, oh, no, it's like, he meant like literal, it's Army of the Dead. This is like the Army Bro Zombie. Come on, dude. Mm-hmm. It's fine, though. Fine. Yeah. I'm. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If I wanted to, like, actually get into what how this movie works, it would fall apart, though. Did we watch Saturday or Sunday, Melanie? Saturday, I believe. Cool. Thank you. Are you going to backdate your review? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be as accurate as possible. Got every movie many- I've watched for the last, well, since like almost 10 years, almost 10 years. Next year, mm-hmm. it'll be 10 years. Every movie I've watched is logged in here. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know how you do it. Just log it. Well, just log it. How high do you rate Army of Darkness? I wonder. Just out of curiosity, that's gonna be a, a four star, right? Well, I'm, I'm just thinking because this so. this is definitely not that good, and I don't know that I would make that a four star. So that's another reason I think to keep oh, this one a little lower. Interesting. I well, apparently I gave it five. Yeah, for really? Army of Darkness, maybe it's just for the like iconic, iconic, iconic yeah. Evil Dead tr- uh, original trilogy thing. But I was gonna say you love that stop motion. I do, I do. It is my least favorite of the first three Evil Dead movies, though. I, I yeah. like it, of course, but it's. I feel like I like the ho- more typical horror setting versus the like. The tone is Fantasy. very different. Mm-hmm. For this one, for the third one, so yeah. what did I give Don? Which one? I'm assuming Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. See now, the problem is, and I this is why I always say it. Well, I'll just tell you right now: if it's the original Dawn of the Dead, that's five. But uh, three, three and a half, three and a half is what I gave it. Probably. See, I was gonna, I was thinking three and a half or four, four at. <laughs> at the top i mean like it, i like it but it's yeah it's more bad. of a three and a half for me as well just because yeah. it's the same movie only modernized so mm-hmm. it, it being a remake of dawn of the dead is a, a knock against it and so it's got to like work up from lower but also like when i first saw it i didn't know who Zack snyder was so at least they that wasn't really at play uh right no it's it's a fine movie my main issue is like the characters none of them are likable like everyone sucks in that movie mm-hmm not that you have to have likable characters, but it helps to kind of be on board with any of them. And I think the ones that you're supposed to be on board with, I don't really care about those characters. Yeah. And and no, it's, it's good because the the female character from the original, um, the original sequel, whatever, uh, was, you know, sh- like strong and independent 
and that's a good thing for women to be and to be portrayed as in movies. Um, and I don't think she was written that way either, but so that's good. And I don't feel like in the other, in the remake, it was necessarily there quite as much. Yeah. I mean, she was fine. She wasn't, she definitely wasn't Barbara. I, so long as they do better than Barbara in the original Night of the oh, yeah. Living Dead, they're fine. Just, that, that's not but, hard to do. <laughs> but it's hard to do a woman character better than Barbara. You said it. I didn't. Um, no, no, no. I know what you meant. God, the remake, the 1990 remake of Nine of the Living Dead is actually really good. It's like one of the most underrated remakes of a movie. Uh, nobody's seen this movie. I mean, people have seen it, but if you haven't, it's directed by Tom Savini or a sex machine, as Melanie refers to him as, because that's who he played in. Uh, what was it? Um, the one where Quentin Tarantino was a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Just hold on. Uh, anyway, iconic monster gore. He did the he did the makeup for the original Dawn of the Living Dead. Dead. Yeah. Uh, or no, he, not the first one, huh? Yeah. Um, but anyway, that movie intentionally starts Barbara off at the same place and then just one eighties her character a hundred percent as the movie goes on and it's really good. Um, we're off. We're off target. We're off track. But yeah, in the Dawn of the Dead remake, the 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 character we come into the movie with, the main like female character, she's okay, mm-hmm. but she's not she's not particularly strong or weak. She's just like she's just doing her thing, I guess. Yeah. Good enough. Uh, to Paul's point here, uh, I think it it sounds like your rating is fairly consistent though, because if you're going to compare the two, Army of the Dead and the Dawn of the Dead remake, it sounds like you're you would rate Dawn of the Dead a little higher than Army. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, he says, because ratings yeah. compar- comparisons uh, between the two Snyder films are a good metric for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it works. Also, though, like, I don't know. I gave Tenant three stars. Um, so Tenant is just as good or as bad as Army of the Dead. So I, I don't know. Well, Actually, I don't know subjective. that I disagree with that. Now that mm-hmm. I think about it, there's so many ways you can measure a movie that, like, yeah, it's like a sliding scale thing, like the kind of thing that Humble Bundle likes to hide. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's something: the platform we talked about a while ago. It's like a French movie, weird sci-fi uh-huh. thing. Three and a half, same as Mortal Kombat, but they're very different movies. And I think I like the platform better than Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Zack Snyder's movies, some of his movies, especially the zombie ones, are similar enough that, yeah, maybe the rating comparison works. But if you get into, like, a Zack Snyder movie and Bill and Ted's Face the Music or... Oh, yeah, that'd be tough. That'd, you know, those would be a weird comparison. Mm-hmm. I will I will say that the Zack Snyder zombie movies, at least, if not his other ones are the kind of movies that you could have playing in the background at a holiday or something. And everybody would probably like not be upset about it. I mean, well, and not necessarily if you have little kids, but I mean, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not fun. a Rob zombie movie. Right. <laughs> Rob zombie movies at family gatherings. Ooh. Depends on your family, I guess. Uh, yeah. Zack Snyder also has a thing for zombie fetuses, just saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a very different kind of zombie fetus in this one, though. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. That's how you do spoilers, right? You say it, you just say spoiler after you say the spoiler? Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> okay, I lost my notes. Where'd they go? You should be like, you should see the next movie. Everybody dies. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Ruffalo all over this thing. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about trailers, and then we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I didn't know... <sighs> Most of these, with the exception of Eternals, I didn't know were even a thing. But I want to start with, and mainly because I remember when we t- did a G.I. Joe comic on the show forever ago, Snake Eyes was a character we talked a lot about. Mm-hmm. Right. Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Oh, everything about that title tells you just it's going to be so good. Every time they're just like, something Origins. You know it's going to be so good, right? <laughs> You know, it's funny that we're following up a Snyder movie with this because watching this trailer, I was like, this is what if Zack Snyder and Mm -hmm. the Fast and the Furious people made a ninja movie? Like if they redid Shang-Chi, this is what it would be. Mm -hmm. This is like the Snyder Furious cut of that. Uh, (laughs) That makes me think our Snyder movies all just like mashups of other movies that he likes. Yeah. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> just I think so. <laughs> he has. I think they might be. You know, in the past, I was three hundred. Yeah, yeah, three. I, in terms of that, three hundred probably feels the most original. But it wasn't based on other movies. But it was based on a comic. So, oh yeah, that's he right. had it's an adaptation. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably like half wrestling and half uh just for the muscles and half um. You know, uh, like old, what's that one movie with with the Medusa and stuff? I don't know. Never mind. But oh, you know, like Jason and the Argonauts or whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I will say, it. I'm always like, he's got amazing visual style, and you know, his movies are very visual and stylistic. He was the actual like cinematographer on Army of the Dead. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but it definitely wasn't. Maybe it was just, I don't know, it's still like 80 million or some millions of dollars. He was tired of slow motion. He wanted to try something new. Maybe it was a slightly lower budget, but it's definitely less stylistic than a lot of his other movies. Mm -hmm. But I guess you got to kind of like play things different when you don't have uh, some studio with the hundreds of millions of dollars like, here you go. Go make a cinematic, go make superhero cinematic universe. Yeah. Okay, I don't, Plus I don't it's, know. Plus, it's Vegas. You can't really change it that much and still have it be Vegas. So that kind of probably limits it too. Um, this shows you how much I have to say about the Snake Eyes trailer. <laughs> I don't know. The only, my big takeaway, other than like why Snake Eyes talking, but he's not really Snake Eyes yet because it's G.I. Joe Origins. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. My big takeaway is I heard the scream from that Tom Cruise mummy movie trailer where they messed up the sound and released the trailer and it's just like minimal sound and it's got the the scream like repeated a bunch. That scream oh, is no. in this trailer and it's amazing. The Wilhelm yell? It's no, it's well it's it's the modern Wilhelm. Well, I was like Oh, sure. It's the Tom Cruise scream, but now that I think about it, maybe that's just like a scream they layer in other a trailer stuff. Maybe it's a trailer scream. It's not specific Tom Cruise. But mm-hmm. if you know what I'm talking about, you can hear the scream in your ear now. It's in this trailer. Uh, the Snake Eyes trailer. I will say this was the least impressive of the trailers that um, I watched today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know how I feel about M. Night. So. 
<laughs> okay, well, we can move on to... Wait, Jesse, how did you feel about this trailer? Because you actually have, like, more knowledge. Feelings of... about G.I. Joe? Yeah. yeah. Well, like like I said, like it it doesn't feel like a GI Joe is is I guess what I'm saying here. It it feels like more like a Fast and the Furious movie, or mm-hmm. I don't even know. Yeah, like like I said, it feels more like a Zack Snyder Fast and the Furious movie than because they showed so many car things. It was like, was what, what even is this? This is Snake Eyes. Does Snake Eyes drive a lot of cars? <laughs> a tank, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Like cling to the bottom side of a tank, get into the ca- tank, kill everyone, <laughs> and then drive the tank home and be like, "Mic drop, Cobra," mm-hmm. but without words. Right. I don't think I ever watched the other two GI Joe movies. I don't know if this is actually connected. I would assume it is because it's GI Joe Origins. <laughs> Paul says GI Joe American Drift. Uh, <laughs> right. Exactly. It doesn't. It just totally doesn't. I don't know. Who knows. Maybe it's just a really bad trailer, but like I didn't get any impression that uh, Storm Shadow is involved at all. Like that's a huge part of uh, Snake Eyes backstory. Uh, I don't know. It looked kind of cheap, but I don't know. As the trailer went on, it didn't look as bad. But the first couple of like action special effects shots they show in the trailer, which it if it's not just cheap and looks that way, it's not a good way to open your trailer. People are like fighting on a car going down the road, and it looked so fake and kind of cheap. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Ooh, ooh!" Like the the James Gunn Suicide Squad movie looks more like a GI Joe movie than this does. <laughs> right? Like right. I don't know why this is so hard for people to figure out. Like GI Joe is kind of dumb, mm-hmm. like but awesome dumb, right? Yeah. Like it's like, hey, my name is Roadblock, and I'm basically Ram Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm mean, like, right. like yeah. give every one of your 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 army guys an awesome gimmick or a dumb gimmick, which is still kind of awesome. Uh, and there you go, you got a GI Joe movie. I don't know how, how this is like. How do you put the Rock in that and not nail it? I don't know. You had the Rock and Bruce Willis, and you still messed it up. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like ugh. I know it's not the same at all, but they can make a, an okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, and they can't make a good GI Joe movie. That doesn't make any sense yeah. to me. They have way more to work with, uh, in the in GI Joe, in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know what Maverick is. Are you talking about that movie? <laughs> He's not. Paul said, "I just found out Maverick got pushed back to November, and I'm PO'd." Is that? Ma- is, oh, Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Oh, oh I was thinking. I See, was Paul, thinking Mel Paul's Gibson, like, cowboy. Paul's on like first name terms. <laughs> yeah, with that's this where movie. my brain went too. Yeah, me too. Mel Gibson Whoops. and yeah, yeah. That's the joke I was gonna make. Then I was like, no, nah, it's dumb. <laughs> it wasn't dumb. It was a good joke. But that's the only Maverick I'm concerned about. I'm kind of surprised they keep pushing movies back at this point. It's like anything that you had on deck before the pandemic, like go ahead and start putting them out. Yeah, they're, it's weird. They're like, yeah, we need this. We need to make this much in order to recoup our losses or something. So Loki is going to come out before Black Widow, which happened before Phase Three. Yeah, <laughs> or at Phase Three, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I did see they put out a new trailer. I didn't watch the new trailer for the Top Gun. I was like, I already see a trailer for that. Not enough 
volleyball. Wait, was there volleyball in the new trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. If I want so, some they just sixty-year-old like flash of it. Sixty, probably pushing seventy-year-old uh, Hollywood movie star sand volleyball. <laughs> uh, he says, "Yep." Eternals, Kamel call. Eternals, we got a trailer for Eternals. What'd you guys think of this? Like a proper trailer, not a. Hey, remember all the Marvel movies you've seen before? And here's the voice of uh, Stan Lee. He's dead. Does it touch your heart? Right. Yeah, that was, a, that was shady. Shady. Oh yeah. Like that was that was not even a teaser for that movie. It was like, here's this now. Now that we've distracted you with that, here's some other things we're planning on. Doing I feel like too. the video like, was. Uh, I feel like the video was renamed shortly after. Because it had to be. Oh, is I like a phase four yeah. thing. Phase four teaser instead of just an eternal. Which is more appropriate. Because, but yeah, it was like eternal, yeah. yeah, eternals teaser or whatever. And it wasn't. This actually is. Yeah. Although this is a, a Eternals teaser, but it's a two plus minute proper trailer, really. Mm-hmm. Well what was that last superhero family or dysfunctional family superhero thing that we watched? Jupiter's Legacy. It had a Jupiter's legacy feel to me. That's yeah. how I felt about this movie. Kind, kind so, of. So, you know, it's, God, it's, I don't know how to feel about this one. Like, uh, because of guardians of the galaxy, I'm cautiously optimistic about what the end result will be. But at the same time, like this trailer doesn't give me enough to care too much. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I know is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, like, what it will give me, I'm assuming, is a bunch of stuff I know outside of the trailer. Like, maybe it will tie into some of the stuff they were laying down in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 with the Celestials, that kind of thing, because Ego plants that seed on Earth way back in the, you know, in mm-hmm. the 70s or whatever. Um, so there's some of that, which will be super interesting to me. And the characters are, oh, they're kind of cool. Like, Cersei was an Avenger. Uh, there's a bunch of characters that have been around forever, you know, like Gilgamesh and, and all that. Mm-hmm. But like nobody knows anything about them, and they don't really they don't really stand out in the Marvel universe other than Cersei because she was an Avenger. And they it doesn't really seem like they highlight them all that much either. No, this trailer did not give me a whole bunch of reason to want to watch this movie, mm-hmm. other than it's going to be Par's Phase Four. The, the main reason I want to watch this movie from the trailer and all of it is I'm like, oh, it's got uh, Camille Nanjiani or whatever you say oh, his name. Oh, true, yeah. And he's buffing this thing, so we have to watch it. Yeah, and that's the casting. It. Casting that's- is like the main reason to watch it. Yeah. yeah. You mean the Harrington? That's Angelina, right. Angelina, for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it. Does uh, have a? It's got a Stark and and did I see and a Jon Snow? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, John Snow. What is mm-hmm. this? Is a Game of Thrones Marvel mm-hmm. style? Oh, could you imagine? That wouldn't be very good. I don't think. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, there. It just didn't. It seemed okay, and I'm I'm excited to, because yeah, whatever. Camille call. I'm excited to see uh, Camille Nanjiani because I listened to his podcast before he was. I mean, he was already like a known comedian guy, but before he was a Marvel movie 
actor type guy, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see that. It definitely looks definitely looks different. I hate that forced like we got to get a comedy beat in there at the very end. Mm-hmm. It's got to have a comedy yeah. beat. And this one was <laughs> See, so sad. Ben uh, Ben actually did a, like, he did two or three TikToks on that, that scene alone. Really? He's like, why is it funny? What's so funny about that? I don't yes. understand why that's funny. It's and not. He, like, he's done like two or three TikToks about it on his TikTok. So uh, if you're interested, folks, at Danny O'Manny 1978 on TikTok and look for the Eternals ones. It would be interesting. I mean, you know, whatever my complaints about the, especially the first Thor movie and all that aside, it would be, and, and they're not all great. You know, Captain Marvel was whatever. It would be interesting. It's interesting. I don't know if it's terrible. It potentially like the worst, the first big budget Marvel movie to truly like kind of nosedive. Mm -hmm. they put so much behind i don't know i I imagine it's at least entertaining but this trailer didn't really give me much more beyond yeah a couple of the people that are in it i'm excited to see Mm -hmm. they they don't necessarily seem like the kind of people that would mesh well together either though but i don't know i don't know any of them personally so right yeah it's an interesting they're all group hilarious the first comment of course i don't know i was on twitter or something i seen about it was somebody's like no somebody said it looked good and then somebody's comment to that was something about like well if you just want a movie full of diversity then yeah you'll probably be happy with this or something i'm just like are you are you serious you it's like you Uh, do realize like there are other ethnicities in the world and sometimes they are in groups together yeah (laughs) yeah various people that's the entire world uh it's whatever whatever um yeah the trailer I watched, though, on YouTube, the comments section, was not toxic like that, which as at that time, anyway. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. But listen, if you're on YouTube and you're watching something, a trailer, and you get like a funny comment that pops into your head, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I got to put this in the, I got to put this into the thing. It's like, well, Thanos snaps half the universe. Uh, Eternals, I don't think they're ready for us to help yet. You know, if that's your funny comment, you scroll down to the comments and see 2,000 other variations of the exact same comment, why are you still going to add yours? Why did everyone go to the comments and say the same thing? There's so many. I scrolled through, and I was like, "This it's just literally the same comment, slightly reformatted hundreds of times. Right. When this is going to be Marvel's version of putting Martian Manhunter at the end of the Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait. You've been here all along. Didn't think you needed to get involved. Yeah, I'm not saying that's not. I mean, that's kind of an issue anytime that you're, you have, because that's an issue in the comics, honestly. Where anytime, right. like, it's just a Batman story or it's just a Swamp Thing story or something. And it's like, right. he's trying to stop whoever from it's a world ending event or whatever. Where's the rest of the Justice League? Like, no, no, no mm-hmm. it's just right. a Batman story. Yeah, but they, they exist, they're out there. You yeah. should go get them. So it's that kind of thing. So I get the complaint. It's valid. But it's also, I would think, as a writer, really hard to work around when you're like, but I can't use them right now. 
Well, that's the biggest thing about like Spider-Man being in the Marvel U. It's like they it, they at least attempted it, but it was kind of lame. They were like, where, where it's like Nick Fury's like, no, you have to do this because he's off world. He's doing this. He's like, but it does. It's like, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't come back to to deal with uh with like giant elementals. Yeah. But really, heroes are heroes. They're supposed to help whoever. And you know, there's so many people in the world all the time that need help that they can't help them all. I'm sure the local is usually enough for most people to handle. You know, like I'm surprised Superman or Spider-Man ever gets out of, you know, his city to help anybody. Uh, Because, yeah, if you live in a big city with like millions of people and there are there are millions of people there and he's the only superhero there. Yeah, why would he ever even have time to go anywhere else and help him, you know? Well, the ironic that. thing about Marvel's New York is that most of the uh, heroes are, are in New York. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I think the Avengers are based out of New York. Uh, well, I guess the X-Men are upstate New York. They're mm-hmm. Manchester or whatever. So it's like, that was a long, that was like a long running joke. And eventually they did like the 50 state initiative kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where every state had uh, like a group of superheroes for that state. I don't know about that. That's necessary. I mean, like, you know, no offense to, to like Wyoming and Montana and South Dakota, but they don't necessarily need more than one superhero, if even that, you know? Right. Right. And that was kind of like the joke. Like, I think, I think Iron Man in the Iron Man comics during that, like, he mm-hmm. went to Nebraska and met with the Nebraska contingent mm-hmm. of the initiative. Oh, and it was, I... like, super lame. Like, the one guy who was in charge was super, like, bitter about the fact that he was in <laughs> that he was assigned to the Nebraska mm-hmm. initiative or whatever. Yeah. And this... some of the dumber, lower tier heroes. Mm-hmm. Of course. But, yeah. I, so, like I was saying, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me, though, for for, you know most of the time that a hero would be fighting by him by himself. Uh, Makes sense. Also that like the big villains are going to be where the big population centers are. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or like some weird random, like there's a Holy relic in some country I've never heard of, you know, and there's probably not anybody there anyway. So when that's why you have the fantastic four Mm -hmm. eventually, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. When you got Doctor Doom gallivanting around the world, causing chaos. I want to gallivant around the world and cause chaos. It's like <laughs> fun. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm amazed at how much we have to say about a trailer where we're all just like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, Werewolf Within. Have you? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys watch this trailer? I did. This was actually the most fun of the bunch of trailers mm-hmm. that I watched I, today. I agree. I had never had, I had not heard about it. And then like at the beginning of the trailer, Ubisoft logo. And I'm like, wait, video game. Uh, so I looked it up and yeah, werewolf within there's a movie coming out. It's based on a video game that came out in 2016, which is like a VR game. It doesn't, it, it's not like a, it didn't necessarily look like a big high profile game, but maybe it just flew under my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, but look like a VR, you know, like Gary's Mod Murder or kind of um, what's that big one that's popular in Among Us type thing where somebody in your ro- the room or somebody in your group is a werewolf or something like that. It's like one of those kind of games, which is weird. I mean, it's that's a good premise to make it to a movie, but 
strange. Uh, it kind of seems like all werewolf movies should be that way because you I mean they're werewolves. It's, they're you know they're hidden yeah, bad guys. It's interesting to take a very specific, like, the thing kind of angle. It's like, well, it's one of us. Who is it? Or is it, you know, is it one of us? Maybe it's not. But uh, it looked, there's a lot of comedy, but it also mm-hmm. looked like it probably tried to put some effort into the horror. Look good. Mm-hmm. I kind of liked it. Kind of liked it the trailer. A, it had a Taika Waititi feel to it to me, but I don't, I mean, I don't think that he's involved with it, but it, it reminded me of, um, you know. We're not swear wolves. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, a little bit of that tone. A little mm-hmm. goofy. Mm-hmm. Uh kind of, like at this a little over the top goofy but at the same time played straight. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Slither. Uh, slither that slither. Cool. Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, the yeah, the way that they are where they're like they're being funny but they're not, you know, they're still acting like real people. Right. And, and not just hamming it up, you know. Slither, also known as the best James Gunn movie, mm-hmm. Bite Me. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I know you won't. You love Slither. I do. And you'll know, and you know, you'd beat me up. Any movie where the bad guy's like, meat, when he comes at you, that is great. Come on. Yeah. Um, It's so... It's James Gunn's stuff is interesting because his weird humor and sensibility works so well in something like slither it's it's mm-hmm. a dark humor it applies so well to horror mm-hmm. but actually like also works pretty good in the big superhero movies he's been he's does now and i'm a little surprised by that mm-hmm. I, I think I, that makes thinking about that just kind of makes me a little bit more excited for the suicide squad because I don't. I'm assuming. Is it going to be rated R? I would. I would hope so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't it's know. but now you, you follow up the first one and then go PG-13. James Gunn on you know, doing weird superhero stuff, but unshackled by the Marvel PG-13 or whatever uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What was the other thing? Uh, let's let's jump to old. Unless you want okay. to talk about briefly about the false positive trailer, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It seemed, I don't know, odd. But I was, I was more interested in the uh, the werewolf one for sure. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Which is a, okay. False positive is a Hulu movie. There's a trailer for it, and it starts off like a. Almost, it's got the the trailer anyway. The tone has like a romantic comedy. It's the whole thing consistently is very brightly shot, almost like a romantic comedy or something, which is weird. Um, even yeah, after Pierce Bronson too, it's got yeah. Pierce Bronson. Bron- yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But then it, it, it takes. Go ahead. And then it turns into like a, a like a, a, what do you call it? What's the postpartum Rose- depression uh, sort yeah. of gaslighting craziness? Um, is, and it kind of made me think of Rosemary's Baby, except not yeah. nearly as hardcore. Um, so maybe that kind of a thing. And again, it it didn't necessarily seem like a comedy, but it didn't seem like it was super scary either. Right. Just just from the trailer. So. Yeah, and there's a couple bits that are like very like stereotypical horror things imagery they showed that I was like, uh, uh, it looks yeah. a little cheesy. 
Yeah. And you can't tell anything from an ultrasound, really. I don't know what, why people stare at those when they're like, <gasps> and like, it's a, it's like a little moving, like, lump of stuff. You don't even really, you can't say it looks like a demon yet. Come on. Is that what was going on there? I was confused. She was freaking out about whatever, it, yeah, the fetus okay. was doing. I guess an interesting twist. Yeah, and it definitely, Gaslight, it definitely feels like it went very Rosemary's baby it goes very mm-hmm. Rosemary's Baby, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, you never will, because having a some other creature living in your body is not something you ever have to worry about. Oh, that sounds... Paul says there's a movie out on demand I, right now I highly recommend. Antidote? Mm-hmm. Antidote? It's about a girl who goes to the hospital for an operation, gets put under, and wakes up in another hospital altogether. Interesting. A scary hospital? <laughs> Is it like an <laughs> evil petting zoo? Is it like Silent Hill Hospital? All right, enough enough playing around with all these trailers. Let's, the real reason we're here. Mm-hmm. Old. <laughs> A trailer. There are three things we do: we do Snyder, we do Nicolas Cage, and we do Shinomena. Sh- <laughs> so okay, here's my quick little Shinomena. I see the trailer like a the old. It had a thumbnail that I was like, I can't tell what that is, and the tra- the title is just old. That's weird. Okay, mm-hmm. well, uh, we already watched like four trailers getting ready for today. What's this? I'll just click through it real quick. And so I've played it, and I clicked through a little bit, and I was like, and then at a certain point, I was like, oh, this looks like a horror movie. Okay, well, hold on, mm-hmm. I'll see what this is. And I watched like the second half of the trailer, and there's a couple of things in there. I'm like, well, that seems a little spoilery, like you know, characters getting messed up that I'm like, you probably shouldn't have that in a trailer, but uh-huh. whatever looked intriguing. Seems like a mind bender. So, so then I was like, maybe we can talk about this on Grawlix. I started the trailer over and I watched from the beginning. And that's when I saw the real revelation and mm-hmm. Night Shyamalan. Uh, and instantly I was like, Oh, the mind bending, the big reveal at the end is going to suck now because <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he yeah. can't help but stumble. It still looks intriguing to me, but yeah, knowing just the just the cheese ball that Shyamalan is, is it's inevitably going to be kind of disappointing. Whatever the weird stuff is happening, mm-hmm. there is yeah. some pretty cool stuff in it, though. Yeah, it has some interesting aspects, but I didn't even actually before I knew it was Shyamalan. I could say I can kind of see where this is going, maybe. Um, but once I knew it was him then yeah for sure i definitely know where it's going and it's not going anywhere that i'm planning on following because he already wasted enough of my life on crap so this cove this little beach clearly feeds into a pool that is lady in the water (laughs) yep that's that's where this is all going yeah, I was going to say, Melanie's initial reply when I, after I, it was like, he already owes me two hours of my life for <laughs> Lady in the Water. Yeah, that was the, it was the biggest, it was, it's maybe still like the, the worst movie that had any kind of money behind it that I've ever seen. I feel like the poster to this combined with the trailer. Oh, that's a different poster. Interesting. Okay. The black and white poster of this combined with the trailer kind of gives stuff away. Uh, here's part of it. Even more than the trailer? Yeah. Well, combined with the trailer. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let me pull it up here. A screen share. This is kind of cropped in. Uh, the more full poster you can see is like they're in a hourglass. So oh. it's like hourglass and 
there's a whole bunch of like bodies in like mm-hmm. what would be the hourglass sand yeah. falling. And so that's like kind of leads Jesse, I think. Did you say it was probably like a time loop thing? And- yeah, I think it's a time yeah. loop. That makes yeah, sense yeah. because that's how an hourglass works. You just use the same sand over and over and over. Right, right. So, you know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, the shummel. Paul says the, the twist is that the end is the beginning of the sixth sense. And all become full circle. This is actually like like Split was his backdoor sequel to. Uh, well, what was his, is is Sixth Sense the first movie? Yeah, was that his first movie ever? This makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's all a loop. Mm-hmm. This will just force us to watch all the other movies until we can get back to old and then start over again. Mm-hmm. For a time, I felt kind of bad for the guy because he got pigeon. What's the word? I guess pigeonholed into the twist ending he did yeah. a couple movies with like good twists and people are like whoa this guy does great it's always a great twist and then like i don't think he wanted that it's just kind of the you know like oh it just happened oh. a couple times and but then he got kind of like tied into it but then but also like you but you don't have to like embrace it so much if he if he would have done a good movie without a twist that would have been fine too, but he didn't. He just no, didn't do any no. more good movies. What so, a, was Unbreakable a twist though? I mean, like it was like the twist was the whole thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. The, the I, reveal, the it is pretty easy to see coming, but the I think the uh, Mr. Glass reveal was yeah. Oh, that was oh, twist. I yeah. guess that's kind of a twist. Yeah, the kids they called me Mr. Glass. Yeah. yeah. Unbreakable still great. It's got it's got the like Shyamalan cliches, but all of his movies do. It's everyone's sad. Uh, Paul says the village was good if you cut the ending. Yeah, the village was good if you weren't expecting a horror movie. Um, the village was horribly mismarketed. Horribly yes. mismarketed. Yeah, That's but it wasn't a, horrible. I suppose it's a great looking movie. I remember loving. Yeah. The cinematography for that movie it looks amazing yeah it's like it's like little red riding hood made into a actual real movie the problem is the twist is just in this case like kind of too unrealistic that mm-hmm. like what do planes just never fly above like how do people just not know it's it's yeah. it's a, a bit too far but then yeah then once you once he hit the happening it's like dude they're running it from the wind the knowing is it is that another one too or is that this i might think of the same movie marky right. mark that's that's, that's happening. That happening yeah that happening okay knowing I, you is know what? something with christopher uh or um nicholas cage oh okay there it is i was i was talking to somebody the other day and i mentioned that movie and they were like is that named after the happening or something and i'm like why would that be the case it's Obviously, the opposite of that, but it's sad that you know that and you don't know the movie. How do you know? Yeah, how do you not know what? The, oh my god! I know. Oh, yeah. But I mean, apparently that was better than an in my Shyamalan movie. So <laughs> there you go. One of the few movies that uh, Shyamalan does without uh, the in front of it. You've got. Uh, You've got Split, you've got Glass, you've got Unbreakable, but everything else is The Sixth Sense, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The Lady in the Water. The, the Village. What was the one with the, the Grand Happening? 
Mm. Yeah, what was the one with the grandparents? Mm. I don't remember. I actually like that, that one until the last the shot of the movie. He couldn't help himself mm. but like have somebody, some kid sit there and say a, a heartwarming message. It's like, dude, you actually had a decent like kind of horror thriller thing going on. Why'd you ruin yeah. it with that last scene? <laughs> ruin the whole movie for me. That movie should have been called Old. <laughs> right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Wait. and I don't have any hope for it. There, this is the kind of the kind of subject that this movie is about is hard for anybody to pull off, and he's not the person that would be able to do it, in my opinion. Time travel's difficult. Well, you know, and we still don't know really the whole thing. It doesn't matter. He's gonna make some stupid magical, you know, rock or or coconut or something that it's all about it's ne- it's not going to be anything good i already know it you don't i don't need to see it okay what? oh no <laughs> this is going to be a time loop on gilligan's island yes <laughs> oh no <laughs> i mean i can i can it doesn't help out- that doctor who has done the time loop thing to death so right. much better though I, like- I was just yeah I, I there's a bunch of really great time travel movies and shows that i have torn apart a little bit here and there because it's you know you because you can you have to he's not he's he shouldn't even he's gonna embarrass himself um and i feel bad that that one kid from hereditary is in there because he's a good actor and yeah that's what he was from i was trying to i was trying to place his face i was like i know his face it's like burned in my brain but i can't think of where oh yeah hereditary Mm -hmm. yeah uplifter i I thought you knew that because you brought it up when we were talking about (laughs) earlier no i was just trying to think of like a, a really good horror movie that is also a, just not fun to watch at all. Right. Sucks. It's great. It's a good movie. It sucks mm-hmm. to watch. It's very just a downer. Well, maybe that's what that guy is going for. And that's why he took this movie. He's like, I want to, I only want to be in horror movies that no one wants to watch. <laughs> yeah. But everybody will, they'll applaud. Mm, um, maybe. Paul says, I thought lady in the water was going to be about Excalibur. Biggest letdown of my life. Worse than Brightburn. Way worse than Brightburn. Brightburn at least was like a good idea. This one, I don't even know what it's like his kids' fever dreams or some crap. I don't let's not talk about it anymore. It makes me angry. I love how much hatred you have for Lady in the Water. No, yeah, because I because it was it was crap and I'm like, is is something gonna happen? And then something did start happening, and I'm like, this is not good. I don't want to watch this. And they're like, but wait, it's, it's M. Night Shyamalan. It might, it might, I watched the whole freaking movie and I'm like, this is crap. This is the stupidest, most awful piece of crap. And I wanted to leave early and I stayed for the whole thing and wasted my time. Yeah, it was crap. Crap. I, I don't think you're going to find a lot of people that disagree. I, I know. I just I don't know a lot of people that have that much uh, <laughs> yeah, anger have about thought it. about it that much since I, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. It's fair, but it's just I do because mo- I even like there's lots of movies that are not great. They've they've never been so bad, like like so. This is not any kind of a like coherent, like realistic story at all. It's it's really is like like a kid being like, I like turtles. Let's make him a Tyrannosaurus now. You know, nothing to do with like any kind of plot or anything. It's horrible. It's it, ugh. 
Never mind. I, yeah, like I said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's making me mad. Well, it's based on a children's book he wrote for his kids, so that would probably be why. I thought he wrote it with his kids. <laughs> <laughs> on the back of cereal boxes or something. God. Even in his, like, lamer, in my opinion, lamer movies, and I'm not particularly fond of signs. A lot of people really like signs. I'm not particularly fond of that. For me, like, the big started with right off with signs. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. But he usually has good ideas somewhere in there. There's there's a good nugget or several. Or, with the exception of, like, the grandparents one, because it did, like, a found footage thing. Or it's just beautifully shot. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. But then there's just, like, at this point, he has certain cliche, tropey things he does that mm-hmm. he does so consistently, it detracts. And mm-hmm. then he also, he just has this, like, corn cheesy cornball mentality that he has to put in everything that yeah. also just detracts at this point like in a movie a couple vision movies. yeah yeah went- with the exception of the sixth sense i don't think he should have children in his movies because he turns them all into like the lamest characters ever it's he also doesn't he how much weight can you lift dad <laughs> yeah. yeah he he <laughs> Has a he seems to make a point of like not doing super like hardcore things. He he kind of keeps it fairly soft in some places, but it's when he will actually go dark is when it works best. Sixth Sense goes pretty dark at times. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Unbreakable kind of they have the kid pull the gun on his dad. That goes pretty dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, Split goes very dark, um, right. and those all work great. For me, in my opinion, the one with the grandparents was middling until the end where it went super dark and I was on board. But then he had to, like, try to, like, juxtapose juxtapose it with this super cheesy talking directly at the camera. This is a message thing. And I hated it. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't just man, just embrace your dark side because you're good at it. Just stop trying to feel like you have to uplift or bring some positivity because that's not why we necessarily want to go see a horror movie. Right. Right. Also the, the happening was a terrible idea. Just don't, just don't explain it. It It's just mass suicides. (sighs) Mass suicides is horrifying. That's a good idea for a horror movie. Uh, It was better when it was done when it was called. What was it? I don't know. There's been several, uh, you know, Asian horror lemmings, movies. the video game. <laughs> yes. It was better when it was called lemmings, maybe even lemmings I, to tribes or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I was, I was very disappointed in that movie, especially because I, I, I think plants are one of the, uh, one of the avenues that horror doesn't, uh, check out enough because plants are way more involved than we are. It wouldn't surprise me if they kill us. Uh, they could do something cool with it and they never have. And he definitely didn't. Like the ruins did that well, yeah. The ruins was pretty good, actually. Yeah, but when you've got people <laughs> like, so what's the what is the plants are putting off gas that's making us kill kill ourselves, which is a it's already kind of a weird concept anyway. But then mm-hmm. you're like, well, how do how does our hero how do our heroes get away with it or get away from it? I mean, they're standing in a big open field full of plants and trees, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, they can run from it. But isn't the gas just going to be on the wind? They'll run from the wind. You don't run no. from the wind. It's like running no, from you, the cold. 
you don't you know do how it. You, you know how you make a horror movie? They don't get away. That's how you make a freaking horror movie, okay? What? God. No. Is it The Road? <laughs> like The Road. Man. Oh is man, the road or the road? No, road to perdition. Something else, but yeah, no, the road, road with the uh, road. Vigo Morganson. Mm, I didn't see the movie. I read the book, and it was whoa. Oh my god! Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think the they probably followed the book really well because it was mm-hmm. man. That's that's maybe one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen, <laughs> just because mm-hmm. the message, how bleak it is. It's bleak. Yeah. It's bleak, and then it's like, ooh, is there a chance? And then bleak. Yeah, super. Super bleak. Yeah. Paul points out Swamp Thing is awesome horror. Yes. I was actually thinking of of Swamp Thing when I was thinking of the plant horror, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They could do it. And, you know, there's there's plants in the real world that, like, kill sheep and stuff and birds. And there are there are animal eating plants. They could eat us, too, if they got big enough. It could happen. Audrey, too. Yeah. It's it's not an unfounded fear, but Audrey would be kind of awesome. So. You know, I wouldn't mind like being an underling and feeding her people if she's going to sing me songs and dance all the time. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. Uh, yeah, I mean, we always again, it's it's different but similar to the whole Zack Snyder thing, right? Like we always kind of mm-hmm. dump on the on Shyamalan's movies. Mm-hmm. But unlike Zack Snyder. Where yeah, I want Zack Snyder to make good movies, and I want to watch a Snyder movie and enjoy it because he has he does when he can be stylish, he's good at it. Mm-hmm. Shyamalan, I want him to make good movies because after his first couple, I was like, this guy has the potential to be a great filmmaker, like a right. iconic, masterful filmmaker, and then it just went to crap. In my, it just went downhill. So I want him to make good movies. I just don't have any faith that he can break out of the things <laughs> you don't trust it anymore back yeah, yeah. whatever like those the problem things are <laughs> like do we think Chibnall's gonna get better uh, no right like i want doctor who to get better i just don't i don't have faith in Chibnall. he made yeah. the one of the best seasons of tv of any show uh in my opinion ever and yeah it wasn't doctor who though <laughs> and he's not <laughs> he's not particularly good at doctor who so but no. I want the show to get better. I want him to do good things. I just don't have the faith that he's gonna. Exactly. Yeah. I want Neil Gaiman to be the showrunner for Doctor Who. Yeah. That would make me happy. And then, like, the BBC to, like, not give him a hard time. Yeah. No, like, let him pace it his way. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't, I don't care if it takes him a whole season to tell one story. That story will be awesome. Super awesome, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doctor Who... And, you know, whatever, it's the BBC's property, but Doctor Who does seem like working on that show does seem like one of those sh- one of those deals where you have to deal a lot with studio mm-hmm. and right. uh, interference, like, and not saying it, they have mandates, but, you know, stuff like that. They don't, they don't give them time to dream. <laughs> Imagine, a, first off, a David Lynch, Doctor Who, anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. David Lynch Poor is a treasure. Story. <laughs> I loved it. I, 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 we must have talked about it. I know we've talked about it on the show, but you mentioned it, Melanie. It's worth mentioning I'm again. Sorry. No, it's fine. The uh, behind the scenes stuff when he was making Twin Peaks The Return for Showtime, in which, and that was even before it started, was on again, off again. Like he was fired. No, nah, okay, they're going to let him do it thing. Uh, he got to make 
the he directed every episode. He got to make the entire series, <laughs> and just him complaining about them trying to like put him on a schedule to shoot because like they only have actors certain days and they got money to worry about and all this and him freaking out about like two days two days that doesn't give us time to dream how are we supposed to dream we just gotta they just want us to go in there and just shoot this and shoot this and shoot this it's on unreasonable it's unbearable (laughs) just the idea of like he needs time to dream it doesn't give them time to dream doesn't give us time to dream it's like so he's just like Sits out there with the camera and the crew and just like daydreams and comes up with stuff. I don't know, but it's it's amazing. No, he's all like, okay, everybody, what did you guys dream about last night? They do like a journal and they're like, okay, this is what we're going to make a movie about. Let's go. Right. Mm-hmm. Actors seem to love working with him, though. I always hear good things from actors when they, you hear him talk about David Lynch. Uh, Paul says, a good season of Doctor Who? The BBC won't let that happen. <laughs> Clearly not. When is Doctor Who coming back, by the way? Imagine COVID probably set that back a bit, like everything else. But And yeah. I know they take like a year to two years between seasons for some reason anyway. Didn't I see what gets put on screen. She was coming back, though. Like the New Year's Eve special made it sound like she was coming back soonish. Right. Hey, if, if they can composite the, the Tig Chick into a movie, why can't they do it with Doctor Who? Just, just have them like act with their faces and slap them on some old you know characters there you go you got a season right there. i tell you what ryan if, won't let that happen <laughs> if if the lockdowns i mean if it ever comes i hope not but if it ever comes back hardcore like it did if the lockdowns or if the lockdowns had went if, if it had gone like another year or something uh-huh. i guarantee that's how shows would be and the yeah. technology's kind of there. They would just do everything virtually like that. Because yeah. I don't think the inter- entertainment industry could take another year handling it by the way it, you know, like last year. I don't think it would survive very well. No. Um, Movies would turn into, t- or turn into TikTok. Right. Yeah. Looks like there's not a release date right now. Huh. When? Doctor Who, when? <laughs> yeah. What would that be? Season 13 of the modern series? Okay. Yes. Season 13. This is going to be a whole article, and then they're like, we don't know when. Yeah, it is. Yeah, basically. Okay. I was reading something earlier today, and I don't remember what it was, but it was making fun, and they had Professor What as a character in the, in the thing. <sighs> so... Yeah. Speaking of Doctor Who, uh, in the meantime, awesome big finish stuff. Mm-hmm. I know I mentioned the Ninth Doctor last uh, last episode. I haven't really watched anything, but I have been uh, I've been listening to the most recent Time War Eighth Doctor adventure, which is all mm-hmm. about like Davros, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting because they're like creating like a new universe without the Daleks, like they. It's like they they took the Daleks out of the universe, and now they're like reeling and trying to figure out what happened. Like the war just stopped, and whoever they were fighting are gone, and we don't know what happened. We don't know who we were fighting. We don't know why they're gone. We don't know what the war was even about, and now we're trying to figure that out as Time Lords, and the Time Lords are like... You know how stodgy and like methodical Mm -hmm. and linear the Time Lords are. They're just like, we don't know what's going on. So everyone 
is essentially like in lockdown until we figure it out. Mm-hmm. I bet it was like the, what was he? The fourth, the fourth doctor actually touched some wires together. Maybe <laughs> that's right. Like, <laughs> like the eighth doctor just accidentally nudges him. Like, mm-hmm. ah, I've had <laughs> yep. a lot of junk to deal with since you couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, that is one of the most irritating things about watching through the classic series. And at that point, Daleks had had been well established anyway, but like going from even the new series where it like had built the Daleks up as this like super like crazy threat. And you've got Matt Smith. Well, I guess it wasn't Daleks. He was exploding spaceships full of a uh, uh, Cybermen, but you know, willing to kind of go a little genocide genocidal on uh, mm-hmm. some monsters. Yeah. Then watching the fourth doctor even say like, this is my this is my opera. I could wipe. Do them I have out. the right? I could I could mm-hmm. wipe them out before they even really existed. This is my opportunity. It's like, did you? Yes. Like, what, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> right. It's kind of the Jupiter's legacy thing. That's one of the big like um, debates of the whole the character drama is like we don't kill superheroes. Never kill. It's like yeah, but the dude you're fighting is about to kill you and like three states mm-hmm. at a certain point. Yeah, like self defense okay. law is going to be behind um, at your mm-hmm. back with this. You're like you're, I think at a certain point it's justified. Yeah, if a dude's chest cavity is a freaking antimatter cannon, I think it's okay to maybe take him out before he destroys the planet. So it's the same thing. I just I just said something about a justifiable murder. Um, it's the, <laughs> listen, that's not my morals. We're talking about superheroes. Um, but Daleks, like, yeah, dude, how many, like, civilizations have probably gone extinct mm-hmm. because of the Daleks? Mm-hmm. And that's not even including the crazy times when they're, like, going to end reality itself and they're going to whatever and they enslaved Earth and all this. Mm-hmm. Amazing how much Earth forgets about things like being enslaved by robot uh, cyborg creatures in the 60s. Has mm-hmm. that ever explained away? Oh, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, like se- several times, but because somebody will bring it up and be like, "How come nobody remembers this?" And then they'll be like, "Well, because of this, you know, and and because of that, and because of this and that." It was like, and so it's like a gish gallop where they're just like, "We've given you so many reasons that nobody remembers it that mm-hmm. uh, this is clearly fact." Well, it's like that that even that re- that recent special where like here are our new uh, police police androids or whatever are police bots and it's a Dalek. Yeah. How is everyone on earth? Not like, like even if they weren't alive in the sixties, like I remember those as the alien people who invaded us in the sixties from the textbooks. I, I seen that in history class or, you know, well, most, uh, most boomers being like, yeah, no, those are bad. I remember those things. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're communist. <laughs> that, that's probably what it would be those are those that's communist robots like, I don't know what they are but I know they I know they're Marxists some kind of some kind of thing they're socialists for sure mm. Paul says I want one big finish lead season on the BBC instant goal oh my god yes yeah, at, at least give I mean what's his name give what's his name the show uh Nicholas Briggs. Yeah, doesn't he like pretty? I mean, he, I know he doesn't write all of them. Of course, he writes a lot of the he's notable executive ones. producer, and he writes a lot of them. Like yeah. he he's done several uh, box sets for the Time War. 
let him. And they're always great. He's got great writers at Big Finish. Yeah, or at least even if you know, maybe maybe he's not like into the film production when is not equipped or into the film production side. Like, give them creative control, though. Give them the writers' room. Look at what they can do without visuals, and then give him a team to make those visuals a reality. Man, you he could he could just mine Big Finish's stuff like Chibnall tried to do poorly. Yeah. So that last season, he stole like two or three different ideas. I was like, dude, I've already seen this one or heard it. Yeah. I mean, think of the multi doctor stories we could do. Oh, my we goodness. could have, we could have multiple. I mean, the audio, audio does give them the benefit of like the disconnect from what those actors actually look like now. So, right. but they've, they can explain but that stuff away. But you could CGI James Dean them in and have John Colshaw yeah. do the brig. Yep. Oh my God! To have the brig interact with uh, with the Thirteenth Doctor mm-hmm. after we've had uh, Jane left. Was it Jane Leftbridge Stewart? Right. Kate. Kate. Left Kate. Bridge Kate. Stewart. Yeah. Hmm. Well, they won't <laughs> or no. something. No. No, it's, we're dreaming. It's we're interesting. Dreaming I, yeah. You would think it. They, I don't know. Maybe they're they're like, well, whatever. The big finish is doing what they do. They're not connected to us. But, but you think they'd big finish is consistently, as far as I know, critically received very well. A lot of their stuff. They win all sorts of awards. Yeah. You would yep, think they're... they'd mine them a little bit, like the talent at least. Mm-hmm. Seems fair. I mean, that's got to be in the license somewhere, right? Right, you know, like we're we're literally mining this thing that the BBC is letting us mine because we have the license. So can it be reciprocal? I mean, they did it for the for the um, regeneration of Paul McGann, right? They're like, well, yeah, you can bring Paul McGann in. He's going to totally ge- legitimize our entire back catalog. But mm-hmm. right, yeah, and that's interesting because that's like ties into whatever the license issue was with. I think it was on Fox, but I don't know what the company that actually had it was because like, wasn't, isn't the thing where the people who were in the the TV movie, the doctor who TV movie, like they can't play like they don't have the license to play those characters. Yeah. For some reason, like, um, the master Eric Roberts can come back and play the master, but, uh, it's like, it's like the human companions can't be back. Like grace is not in any of those and she can't be for whatever reason. Those are original characters owned by whatever company. You think that company would just be like, whatever, here, take them. Like, what right. What value do the do the companion characters from the TV movie from the 90s, the American TV movie, like, what value do those characters have not in context to the Doctor? Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway. Aside from being the first, like, humans he interacted with, it, like, they've long abandoned that, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, you know what else is in space? Tardigrades. Are they? Yes, they accidentally uh, dumped a bunch of them on the moon, and they're uh, we're wondering if maybe they could still be alive because the temperature's not a problem because they can live in, you know, like freezing temperatures. They can or super hot temperatures and in radiation. So now they are. They just did a scientist just did a study. Um, to find out how they survive impacts. So they shot them out of a gun. Uh, and then, and then, you know, picked up their little 
bodies to see if they survived or not. Now they're okay. and tar- 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 <laughs> they're like a they call them water bears too. They're okay. just they're little you know organisms, tiny, but they can live almost anywhere, any almost anywhere, and they uh will live for a really long time. Um, but they're, yeah, they're so, their faces are horrifying. Yeah, they call them water bears. Like, oh yeah, moss well, water bears. They're cute. No, they're like little. Ooh, they're horrifying. They're they're kind of cute. Um. But yeah, so uh, they don't need heat. They don't need oxygen. Pressure is fine. Vacuums are fine. Radiation is fine. Beginning boiled is fine. Um, so yeah, they, they were like, but hitting a planet? Maybe not. So they, yeah, they did a study and let me, let me see if I can find out. It says, um, let's see, an impact velocity of 825 meters per second. Um they did survive, uh, but once they hit a 901 meters per second, um, which is higher than most uh, hand get, handgun muzzle velocities, and once they got that high, then they started dying. So most guns they could get shot out of and still live, but depending on how big the body falling was and how fast it was falling toward the planet, they may or may not be able to survive falling onto another planet from space. So they could, there could be tardigrades living on the moon right now. (laughs) We put those little tiny microscopic, like water bears in a gun and shoot it for science. Mm -hmm. Shoot shoot the moon. Well, they, they had them in space and they were studying them in space and they accidentally dropped them onto the moon. And then they were like, (laughs) could they still be alive on the moon now? Whoops! After that impact, drop anything on the moon. Well, it, it, they weren't a thing that crashed into the moon. Uh, okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess it wasn't dropped. Yeah, no, you're not. real butterfingers. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was fun and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm amazed. Are you? You should be. It's that's a weird kind of story because mm-hmm. it's not the usual like science discovery it's like so they drop some tardigrades on the moon and then they're like <laughs> could they survive let's put them in a gun and find out and they might mm-hmm. <laughs> it really it's like it, it's as long as their bodies don't get torn apart by the impact they will live if they're if their bodies are intact they'll survive so it has to be hard enough to literally tear them into pieces what do those things do uh nothing they they just chill because they're like that. Because they can. Because they're cool. Because they're it's indestructible. Funny because in Star in Star Trek Discovery, like the first season, there is mm-hmm. a creature that resembles a tardigrade, and it's mm-hmm. like a major. Uh, it's a major scientific piece of the plot. They travel like a a space mycelial network, mm-hmm. and the tardigrade just does that naturally. So mm-hmm. they essentially study that tardigrade. It's not a natural tardigrade. It's like a. It just it looks like one, but they just they study that in order mm-hmm. to figure out how to traverse the mycelial network, and so mm-hmm. then they're able to just like essentially teleport across the universe. That actually makes a lot of sense if you t- think about the, like the you know the. They're not rivers, but I think of them as rivers, little channels that they have of uh, of gases and stuff out in the universe. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, no, it's one of the more interesting things about that Star Trek, but mm-hmm. people don't like it because it's too diverse. Oh, really? Oh, is it's that a what freaking it is? about aliens? How can it not be diverse? Are they serious? Oh, we're 
we're going, <laughs> we're going long. And I, I, how we hit two hours when I didn't really have a set topic, it blows my mind. But <laughs> right. I wanted to say that reminds me the diversity thing and all that. Melanie was with me when I stumbled across another one of those angry white guy YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Oh so goodness. she got to experience it. What was I don't what was it even about? Um it had something to do with the chick from Fleabag was going to be the head writer on some other show. I can't remember exactly what it is, but um mm-hmm. he basically he was like, "Well, this is a woman and if you've seen her show, which we have it, it's hilarious by the way. Um then it's it's going to be all this like women empowerment and I'm like woman empowerment because she's a kind of she's promiscuous or something in i don't understand why anything of that show has to do with woman power um except she's funny and she's promiscuous it's, it's feminism that, and then that that's gonna ruin whatever the show is that they're talking about it's feminism propaganda he says no and like a lot of those videos is because yeah i seen the fleabag chick and i couldn't even place where she i knew her from but i was like wait what's mm-hmm. she gonna do with what's she have to do with whatever that show is so I clicked on it, and it was some dude talking, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. I was kind of expecting her for some reason. but uh, And he's talking about, I don't remember the show, but it was it was fine. He had complaints about whatever it was, um, or movie series, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, that's valid, and that's how a lot of those videos start. Like, it's usually something that I'm maybe a little salty about, or it's just like got problems. And so they'll have valid complaints. And inevitably, it's almost like somebody should do a study. There's like a percentage of the video into it. A switch just gets flipped. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he mentioned, uh, what's the lady that oversees the Star Wars stuff for Disney? Kathleen that's, Kennedy that's or something? What, uh, mm-hmm. As soon as he mentioned her, I was like, oh. Indiana Jones. They, they're putting her in charge of the Indiana that's Jones. That's what it was. Indiana um, Jones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And as soon as he mentioned her, I was like, the only people who talk about her are people who complain. And those are usually the same kind of people that suddenly like go a certain direction. And there it went. And he mentioned the Fleabag chick and, you know, so full of, you know, the feminist propaganda. And I was like, oh, here it is. Here it is. The feminists, they're coming to take our indie. But you know what? I want to see an Indiana Jones feminist, uh, chick, like combat boot. Harry Pitt woman go oh. and like find do some adventures. That'd be fun. I was about to say, well, that's Laura Croft, but not really. Yeah, no, Laura Croft is a boy's character, not a girl's character. If you you play the game staring up her butt, I mean, of course that's not made for girls to play. Newer stuff have newer things have Although they do beat the crap out of her all the time. I was say there was backlash though. <laughs> like they, things, they tried to make her more like Indiana Jones and everybody got mad. Yeah. They lessened, I guess, the focus on uh her being a very busty lady in short mm-hmm. shorts. Um mm-hmm. which is fine. It's so funny to me because she exists because they were making Indiana Jones and then something happened with the license or People or the studio was like, it. The, this isn't going to test well. Nobody cares about Indiana Jones anymore. Yeah. Let's make it a big boob chick or something like that. And that's yeah. why she even exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I, uh, I hated, I, I didn't hate the game, but she's like, ah, ah, freaking, un- yeah, no, that's not the sounds that you make. Anyway, it was the 90s. I know. 
and the two thousands and the twenty tens. <laughs> um, no, I know. It, it, I'm not defending it, uh, mm-hmm. but you can't. It's fine. It was. I was just amused because we were watching this video, and then as soon as I was like, uh oh, uh oh, and then he just laid into it. I'm like, every time, man, it's just like, do they have a timer? They're like, okay. YouTube doesn't like have penalize to make sense me. for about this much time. We'll hook them and then flip the switch and maybe we'll get them on board. Mil- if you militant By totally feminist. under, oh. yeah, undermining our own point. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. So Melanie got to experience that with me and I was excited for it. I was like, yes, yeah, the, cult- the culture wars are cool. cool. Yeah. There's definitely, I, I'm excited. I hope I win. <laughs> so too be in better hands. You would hope you win. <laughs> See, I knew it. They're coming to take away our livelihood. Burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> With their black Christmases. That movie is so bad though. <sighs> hey. This is it. Yeah. That's the end of the show. Yep. Hey. Jesse, you got anything exciting you coming up? You got anything you want to mention? Uh, I don't know. Like shows are coming back, and but I don't know of any like dates that are coming up mm-hmm. soon. So no, not really. Yeah, I feel like I, I should have something. I don't. I don't know when it'll come out. I don't know what their kind of turnaround time is. But tomorrow night, if all goes as planned, I'm recording. I'm gonna be uh recording an episode of twist my the twist my arm podcast who um which i believe is led by a guy who used to live locally so somebody i actually know um but he asked for podcasters if anybody wanted to be interviewed and i was like i'm a podcaster i do pretty much nothing but podcast things so yeah hey man and plus i haven't talked to him in a long time so We'll be, I'll be recording that tomorrow night. I don't know what their turnaround time is, so I'm not sure when that episode will go up. But uh, I will be on an episode of Twist the Twist My Arm podcast here before too long. And that's really, mm-hmm. I think, all I've got lined up right now. Okay. Uh, hey, yeah. you should go. You should go. No, you should go to college. Not, not you. You should stay. The listener and viewers... Anytime they want to hear more of this, go to GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Also, Patreon.com slash GrawlixPodcast. I have not yet put up the pre-show. I did record a short pre-show from last week. I haven't put it Mm -hmm. up yet, but I will be. That's only going to be on Patreon. Uh, You want to hear it? Along with over 60 other bonus episodes. 60, that's a lot. Oh, my God. Oh, real quick, though, a, a dollar, a dollar a month, and you can listen to all of them. Yeah. Do you know what our podcast feed is sitting at right now? How many items? Hmm. I, I Now, keep in mind, there's some specials in there, even a couple like of the freebie oh, pre-shows we've thrown out. We're getting close to 300. Mm-hmm. Huh? No, 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 no. No? It's oh, sitting, okay. No, but it's sitting at 199. Oh. Eventually, we will hit episode 100, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Eventually, episode mm. 100 will hit it. I've listed because you know you can number like whatever. I've listed all of the nights as bonus episodes. <laughs> you could get, listen. We give out the bonus all the time. That's mm-hmm. a weird statement, but 
<laughs> if like 101 bonus episodes isn't enough, go to patreon.com slash Carlix podcast. Get mm-hmm. 60 more. Got you covered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bonus on bonus. Paul, Paul Smart. You promote the network. I like that. Electronicmediacollective.com is also the podcast network we're on. Paul's on. Check out his shows. He is get he interviews all kinds of people. He interviewed uh, recently Ron. It sounds like a parody. Ron Cheney, who is <laughs> I believe the grandson of Lon Cheney, huh. uh, and also in the business and stuff. And he so they talk about Lon Cheney Senior and Junior and Junior on that show. So check out Paul's uh, Monster Mash. Moose's Monster Mash, check that show out. And there's tons of other stuff on the network, so go over there. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. Have a good weekend. We're going to the drive-in. Woo! <laughs> Let's all go to the movies. <laughs> Let's all go to the movies. There's the concession stand. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. if you're not hiding food honestly right, right. jar of pickles <laughs> <laughs>